This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Northwest Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth, according to the New Testament. Come worship with us Sunday mornings at 1030 at 1708 Elm Springs Road in Springdale, Arkansas. The title of the lesson today is How to Pray. We hear prayers all the time, and having heard a prayer here, we've at least heard one today. As Christians, we are called to pray. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us to pray without ceasing. But how do we pray? How should we pray? We have this great example in Luke 11, starting in verse 1 through 5. And it came to pass that as he, being Christ, was praying in a certain place, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is more than just some prayer that the high school football team gets down on one knee and prays before they go out on the field. This is Christ giving us the example of how to pray. But before we ask how to pray, we need to start with what is prayer? You need to know what something is in order to do it properly. And it's communication with God. It's our opportunity that God gave us to come to Him, to talk to Him, to have a relationship with Him. When you think of the example of a father and a child, and He is our Heavenly Father, and we are His children. Father desires to have a relationship, to have communication there, for us to come to Him and for us to to speak to Him. And yes, He knows everything there is to know about us. And Nowadays, you can know everything there is to know about anybody via social media. They post everything, where they went, what they did. But that does not equate a relationship. You still have to have that conversation. You still have to be willing to come to God and talk to Him. And you can come to Him with anything. You can come to Him with your struggles and with your strife. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to be there for us. And there are different kinds of prayer. We can give God praise. We can give Him supplications, asking and begging earnestly and humbly. We can ask for those intercessions on our behalf, because God is so much stronger than us, and He cares about us, and He can, if it be His will, intercede for us. And we can give Him thanks for all the blessings that He has given us in our day-to-day life. But how should we approach God? Well, we need to start with reverence. We need to acknowledge who it is that we are talking to. Looking back at Luke 11, 2, he says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He is the creator of everything. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He created all things. And we need to acknowledge who He is and who it is that we are talking to. We also need to come to Him with humility. And that means we need to know our place in this relationship, where it is that we stand. 
In James 4, 6, He giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. A great example of this can be found in Luke 18, starting in, verses, uh, starting in verse 9 through 14, uh, the parable of the publican and the Pharisee. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up his, so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. We need to recognize who we are in this relationship. Whereas the Pharisee was showing how great he was, how, how awesome he thought he was, without God we have nothing. There is nothing that we have to boast about without Christ. We are sinners. We all are, including that Pharisee. But humility is not the opposite of boldness. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We need to be willing to come to Him boldly, willing to talk to Him, desiring to have that conversation with Him, and willing to talk to Him about anything, any need that we have. Things that we need to worry about when it comes to approaching God would be, are we being a hypocrite? Are we coming to Him insincerely? When you think of a hypocrite, think about this Pharisee. Think about how he was approaching God, boasting about himself. He's not that great of a man. Without God, we have nothing. But we also need to worry about the insincerity of our prayers and things that we can worry about when it comes to that is, think about the mealtime prayers that we have. We all, we all grew up, parents telling us to pray before a meal. Or, but where's your heart in that prayer? Are you more worried about what's in front of you? Are you more worried about getting to eat? Are you taking the opportunity to go to God and taking it as the gift that it is that He has given us? We also need to worry about praying in public sometimes even. If somebody is called upon to pray, are you praying just because you were called upon to pray? Or are you praying because you get the opportunity? You, you have this ability to, to speak to God in this moment and with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Are you taking it for the, the joy that it is that He gave us? So we need to come to Him 
with reverence, knowing who it is that we're talking to. We need to come to Him with humility, knowing where we stand in this relationship, and we need to come to Him boldly, willing to talk to Him. But what makes our prayer acceptable to God? Well, first we need to start with faith. Uh, James 1, starting in verse 6, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. We can have faith in God. We can have faith in His abilities. He created all things. We can trust that He has the power to do anything. And if it be His will, He will do it. But we also need to be approaching Him for the right reasons. Uh, James 4, verse 3, Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Yes, He can do all things. He can do anything. But He is also not a wish giver. He is God. He's not going to give in to your desires and your lusts of the world. He is going to act on His will. And so we need to pray for His will. Back in Luke chapter 2, we're going to be in the second half, or chapter 11, verse 2, in the second half, it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. When are you praying that His will be done? In 1 John 5.14, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that, sorry, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. God will answer according to what is His will. Now, I also need to say that sometimes His answer is no. No is an acceptable answer, as is not yet. If a child walks up to their parent, to the dad, and says, Hey, Dad, can I go spend the night at my friend's house? The dad says no. So the kid walks up to the mom and says, Hey, Mom, can I stay the night at my friend's house? Mom says, well, what's your dad say? Well, he didn't answer me. No is an acceptable answer. That is an answer. Having been one of the kids that have pulled this stunt before, I got my hind end kicked. <laughs> no is an acceptable answer, and it's an answer that God has the right to give. We also need to be coming to Him in the name of Jesus. In John 14, starting in verse 13, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, and that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that doesn't say that it has to be at the beginning. That doesn't say it has to be in the middle. It doesn't say it has to be in the end. As long as in your prayer you say in the name of Jesus, and you're praying in the name of Him, he is the reason that we are able to have this relationship with God in the first place. It is through Him that we receive forgiveness. It's through Him that we receive the gift of eternal life. And it needs to be through Him that we pray. And He intercedes for us on our behalf. 
The acceptability of our prayer is also based on our own righteousness. Are you doing the will of God? What kind of life are you living? John 9, 31. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he heareth. James 5.16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need to pray with one another as well because it's hard to live this life alone. We need to be willing to talk to each other and pray with one another. 1 Peter 3.12, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. In Proverbs 28.9, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. So what is it? What kind of life are you living outside of here? How are you living? How are you walking? How is your life at home? How is your life at work? If we want our prayers to be acceptable, we need to live a righteous life and have faith in God. Pray to Him for the right reasons and for His will, and we need to pray in the name of Jesus. Now, there are plenty of things that we have to pray for. And I have a list, but such a short list <laughs> compared to all the things that we have that we can pray for or come to God for. To continue on with the example in Luke 11, we can pray for our daily needs. Uh, Luke 11, verse 3, give us day by day our daily bread. We can come to Him asking for the roof of our heads, for the food in our bellies, for the clothes on our back. We can come to Him with all of our daily needs. We can also come to Him asking for forgiveness. In Luke 11:4. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. We remember that we can ask Him to, against, to protect us against those temptations in our life. And that means, and if we're doing the will of God, if we're acting properly, if we're praying for His will, and if we're acting on His will, He will protect us from those temptations. Now, that doesn't mean you can still go to those places that cause you to sin. That's not doing His will. Doing His will would mean to stay away from those places that cause you to sin, that cause you to struggle. Pray against temptation and do His will, and He will help you. We can also pray for the sick, the widows and the orphans, uh, James 5, 13 through 15, 
Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. We've had a lot of people sick lately. We've had a lot of people sick in the country lately, family members. These are things that we can come to him with. These are things that we can, we can talk to him about and pray about. And speaking of our country, we also need to be praying for the rulers. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 through 3, I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We might not even like the person that we're praying for. We might not agree with the people that we are praying for, with those who are in authority, but we still need to pray for them. We might not like the president that was recently elected, but that doesn't mean we get to stop praying for that person. That doesn't mean that we can ignore them in our prayers. We can still pray for them. And now that does not mean praying evil things for them. No. We need to pray for the will of God for them. Now, as my list is short, I'll also say the things that we forget and don't know how to pray for. In Romans 8, 26-27, Likewise, the Spirit is also help, uh, helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth, what is in the mind of the Spirit, because He maketh intercession for the saints according to His will, according to the will of God. Just because we don't know what to say. Or maybe we forgot the prayer request. Maybe you don't have a Catherine to remind you what the prayer request was that you forgot. The Spirit hears us. and He knows our heart. He knows our mind. And He will intercede on our behalf, if it be the will of God. God is the creator of everything. He created you, and He wants to have a relationship with you. So how is your prayer life? How often do you take the time to go to God in prayer? If it's just at church, if it's just at mealtimes, it's not enough. We need to have a relationship with Him. When you pray, do you come to Him in reverence? recognizing who it is you're talking to? Do you come to him boldly, willing to talk to him, and humbly recognizing your place in the relationship? And is your prayer done in an acceptable manner? If not, maybe we need to take a look at ourselves, our faith, and the life that we live. Are we praying for the right reasons? And are we praying for the will of God? If you feel that your prayer life needs work, it all starts with prayer. It starts by going to God in the name of Jesus. Some might not have even accepted Christ yet. God wants to have a relationship with you as well. And that begins with accepting Christ through baptism 
for the remission of your sins. If you need help, if you need to work on your prayer life, if you need to work on living a righteous life, you can come forward and have a seat as we all stand and sing. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from God's Word. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Christ, send us a message at facebook.com slash cfcnwa. To find more sermons, look for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and like our Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and God bless.